Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Autism. I'm your host, Sarah Antonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with autism to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive and not let stereotypes define them. By looking at a variety of topics, such as health, advocacy, and spirituality, my mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold advocates for their children. By gaining the confidence needed to do so, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their own gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through autism instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode where we're diving into a topic that is not only important, but incredibly close to my heart, and it is how to be successful as a special needs parent. And even if you are not a special needs parent, but just a regular parent, this episode will be incredibly supportive of you as well. And if you don't yet have a family, but you're thinking about it, I encourage you to listen anyway, because this episode is all about how to be laser focused with your time and find the right supports for yourself in the form of habits, people, practices that allow you to thrive even in the midst of challenge. Even if you've been tuning into this podcast for quite some time, you may not know that much about me as a mother and It might be a surprise to you that I have two children. They're 18 months apart, a boy and a girl. And my son, Rocco, who is my eldest, who is 10 years old, is also a special needs child. He is on the autism spectrum and an incredible kid, though life with him is quite different than what I imagined life as a mother would be. And I'm sharing this today, even though it's something I previously kept quite private because The numbers are only increasing. The children with autism in the world grow as a population every single year. And as a result, more special needs parents are born every single year as well. And almost everyone who I speak to, including yoga teachers who I mentor, have children who have some type of difference, whether it be a sensory processing issue or an attention deficit issue. There are all different kinds of special needs. And what I've seen in this population is that these parents feel isolated they feel ashamed, and they put themselves in a box in terms of placing limits around what's possible for them simply based on these societal messages. So I'm here to turn that notion on its head and show you that you can thrive, but you have to be laser focused in how you spend your time and your energy in order to do it all. So let's dive in. Let's go for it. One of the reasons why I have not talked about this frequently or deeply for many years is because I truly believe I had my own healing to do. Rocco's diagnosis seven years ago was a traumatic event in my life. And when I was in it, I was just in it. I didn't realize that I was in a traumatic event. I didn't realize that I was suffering. I was just trying to function. I had a two-year-old, an eight-month-old who I was still nursing, and I was just trying to put one foot in front of the other. It wasn't until the dust started to settle and we started to find a new normal that I thought, whoa, there's some serious stuff here that I need to work through. And 
It's interesting because from the beginning, so many people would say to me, you can write a book for parents about this. You can support other parents who are going through special needs journeys. And I was thinking, no, I can't. I'm just trying to breathe. And I am so glad that I didn't feel rushed or pressured to find my way because doing my spiritual practices and doing my own healing work was essential for me to getting to where I am today. And certainly at that time when my kids were babies and I was dealing with a special needs diagnosis, I wasn't thinking about helping others. I was thinking about healing myself and diving deeper into my own yoga practice to find my way. I certainly was not thinking about expanding my business at that time either. So if you are really in it right now, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Get yourself support in terms of a therapist or a trauma healing professional or a spiritual guide who can help you process this energy through your body and out so that you can continue to thrive. So don't let anyone rush you on your business journey. However, I meet many special needs parents who've done that healing work and now are ready to claim something more exciting for themselves, which I think is really healthy and fantastic. And I started to feel the same way after I healed on a deeper level. So that's what we're diving into today. What does it really take to be a successful business person or to have a successful career while being a super parent to a special needs kid? And I can help you with this because I've done it. I run a multiple six-figure business. As my kids got older, I broke off into different revenue streams of holding my own yoga program, leading retreats, both domestically and internationally, filling up my one-one client roster, becoming a mentor for other yoga teachers, being a published author for Forbes magazine. All kinds of things have occurred, not by accident, but because I've been so intentional with how I spend my time and energy. And you can claim this level of success for yourself as well. The first thing that you must do in order to take a step in this direction is to fill your cup. Because let's face it, you're still you, whether you're at home or at the office or on the yoga mat. And if your mind is unable to be present because it's still swirling with all the what ifs and fears and doubts that have come from a special needs diagnosis in your life, then you got to go off and do your own healing work first. And even once that's done, it's never really done because life is constantly ebbing and flowing. So just like I get on my yoga mat and my meditation cushion every day, you have to do the same. And if you're not a yoga practitioner, but you find healing in another modality, such as Reiki or deep body work, Great, go and do that. Let it change your life. Let it support you so that you can show up powerfully in whatever type of work you do. And I already touched on this, but again, Rocco's diagnosis was a traumatic event in my life. And processing trauma is crucial. The only way it can happen, though, is if you get into your nervous system. So Whether you've had a traumatic event like having a child with a special needs diagnosis, maybe you've lost a child, maybe you were part of a family that's life was forever changed by a tragic accident or an illness, these types of memories live in your 
nervous system. And this is why yoga is so powerful because it actually cleanses the nervous system when done properly. So I don't think you assume yoga is just stretching if you're listening to my podcast, but it goes so deeply into pulling out trauma and stored up memories in the nervous system that it really allows you to release them. So if you want to be able to show up in your career powerfully, you've got to do the behind the scenes work. You've got to do the cleanup. And it doesn't sound glamorous and it doesn't sound like you're going to make six figures in two days. I know, but it's required. Just like you brush your teeth every single day, why is brushing your brain and cleaning out your nervous system any less important? The truth is, it's more important. So fill your cup, do your own cleanup before you show up ready to be a powerhouse in your work. Another reason this is your first port of call on your path to success is because of the evidence being found in the study of epigenetics. And epigenetics is the science behind how mindfulness practices such as yoga, meditation can heal your body, but they can also influence how your genetic makeup is expressed in your life. So while they do not actually change the genes that you were born with, they have the capacity to control how genes express themselves. A great example of this is if you have a family history of heart disease and that is part of your genetic makeup, that does not mean you are going to develop heart disease at the same age your parents or grandparents did because you can influence how that gene plays out by embodying practices such as yoga, such as meditation, which channel the energy in your nervous system and provoke this gene to express differently. It's powerful stuff, and I encourage you to read up about it. It's really fascinating. I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. He talks a lot about meditation and epigenetics. So for those of you who think meditation sounds nice, but who has the time for that, just know you are doing something backed by science, which is going to help you process trauma and live a life with a healthier physical body at the very least, if not a healthier mind as well. This is crucial if you want to go and forge your own path to success. And if you want to meditate but don't know how or don't have the resources, I have tons of free audio meditations. I link them in the show notes below. That way you can dive in and just start. No more excuses. They're only 10 minutes long, maybe less. So even if you don't think you have the time or you don't think you have the money, I'm going to challenge you on that and give you the resources to just start. And on that note, if you're feeling strained about taking better care of yourself, remember that sleep and hydration are free. Drink more water, get better sleep. It sounds so simple that most people don't do it. And yet, if you want to feel better right now and allow yourself to be in your strongest possible state of mind, these are two basic things that you can change today. Even if you change nothing else, you will feel better by doing them. On the flip side, I know plenty of people who probably are limiting their own success. They might already be successful to a point, 
but are limiting where they can go because they don't address these two very basic things. It sounds too easy. They want the fancy, expensive solution. I'm telling you, the basics work. Sleep, hydration, basic meditation, basic yoga practice are the cornerstones of being able to show up for yourself and your work in a more powerful way. Now, if you're saying, yeah, duh, Sarah, I already do that stuff. Good. I'm glad that you do. Let's go into the next topic, shall we? One crucial point that you have to remember as a special needs parent is that full-time work for you looks different than full-time work for other people. I remember a few years ago, I was speaking to my business coach, Tara Newman, about my work and the workload I was taking on and all this and that and how I wanted to do more, but I was feeling limited in my schedule. And she said, Sarah, hold up. Can we just discuss the fact that you work part-time because you have a whole nother full-time career as all mothers do and fathers for that matter. But really when you have a special needs child, it's like having a second full-time job. So when she framed it like that, it really made it easy for me to acknowledge that, wow, I've accomplished a lot, essentially having a part-time business. I've crushed multiple six figures having a part-time business because of what I've created. And it really made me recognize that my life looks different from other people's and that's okay. And what works for my life does not need to be compared to what other people have in terms of defining a full-time career. So when I realized this, it was a deep exhale. It also allowed me to really make no apologies about cutting my workday off at 3 p.m. so that I could be available for my kids when they got home at 3.30. And I could be fully present for not just the regular mom things like having dinner and preparing a healthy meal and getting my daughter to dance class, but also for showing up powerfully in doing therapy sessions with Rocco, with our parent trainer, or taking him to extra doctor's appointments because we really believe in a biomedical approach. And as I embraced that this was almost another career I had, it allowed me to approach it with vigor and excitement instead of it feeling like a drag because I'd rather be working in my business. So you get to define what works for your life And if allowing yourself to have different parameters around what your career looks like and how much time you spend in it feels freeing to you, then I encourage you to do it. People love to wear the concept of being busy like the badge of honor. And when people hear how much I have going on with both my work and my family, they love to tell me, wow, you know, you must be so busy. And I call them on it actually. I say, actually, I'm not. I have an amount of work in my life that feels really good, that allows me to thrive, that allows me to support my family. And I have plenty of time to devote to my children because that's what I've chosen to create. I'm not exhausted. I'm not dragging myself all over creation. I don't lose sleep to get work done. I have standards for myself that allow me to thrive. And this might look really different from other people. And that's okay. I actually am incredibly thankful that I run my own business. And as I was doing some research for the book that I'm writing for special needs parents, 
I came across some startling statistics. And one of them is the average child with autism costs a family $60,000 a year through childhood due to the amount of special services required, special medical assistance required, and also lost wages due to increased demand on one or both parents. Mothers of children with ASD, and this is just autism, never mind children with other types of disabilities or challenges, tend to serve as the child's caregiver in most cases. So on average, they work fewer hours than regular working mothers do. And therefore, hold on to your hats, folks, earn 56% less than mothers of children with no health limitations and 35% less than mothers of children with other disabilities or disorders. If I didn't work for myself, I would probably be fired from any job that I held because I need to invest and I choose to invest more time and energy in parenting than many full-time working mothers have the capacity for. Having my own business has allowed me to define the type of life that I want, and it has allowed me to be available for what is most important to me. And I want you to really hear that this is not an either-or situation because I have my own business. This is not either I have a successful career or I'm a devoted mom. Nope, I do both, and I will say I do both really well because I've chosen to support myself in various ways in doing what I consider to be most important. And if I can do this, so can you. The next thing that has been crucial to my success as a businesswoman and a mother is getting help in unconventional ways. So many women who I know who run businesses, and men too, hire assistants. I have one. If you work with me in any way, you've met my assistant or spoken to her, and you know how supportive and fabulous she is. But... If you're a parent of a special needs kid, having an assistant in your business may not be the most vital thing for you right now. Here's what I mean. An assistant at home might take some of the pressure off of your time and energy and allow you to spend more time working in your business. When my kids were babies and Rocco was starting to show special needs, I was still nursing my daughter. She was a newborn, actually, and Rocco was starting to get services in the form of speech and occupational therapy, some of it in the home, some of it outside of the home. We had just bought a home ourselves, and my husband and I were really conscious of our money and felt more strain than we have at other times in our life. And I felt the pressure to go back to work. So I knew I wouldn't be able to do that unless I got myself supported in the childcare department. And I remember taking on a nanny when I didn't even have the money to take on a nanny and all the money I made teaching my few yoga private clients a week because I was still nursing was going straight to my childcare costs. And you know what? It was the best thing I could have done for myself. I remember going back in time recently and thinking about my young 30-year-old self with two kids in 18 months who was so overwhelmed and trying to navigate a special needs child and what that meant in terms of the implications for our whole life and giving myself a little pat on the back and saying, hey, Sarah, you know what? You might have felt really young and dumb in that time and you might have felt lost, but good on you for getting yourself support in the form of childcare. 
and investing in that even when it was a scary investment because you know what? It allowed you to put time and energy into your business as your kids grew and you had some space. It also allowed you to take care of yourself. I was able to get on my yoga mat and do my meditation daily because I knew I needed that level of healing. And some people said, well, you just paid a lot of money to a babysitter to do your yoga practice. And to them, I say, yep. And it was money well spent and time well invested because I'm here and I'm thriving and I'm able to put one foot in front of the other. And if I hadn't done that, I'd probably still feel paralyzed and scared like I did 10 years ago. Maybe you don't have the money or don't want to have a full-time childcare person. That's totally okay. But maybe putting your kid in an art class or a playgroup for a couple hours a week will give you some space to see a client or improve your business. Maybe hiring a mother's helper will give you some space to go do your practice when you feel like you're struggling. Set yourself up with what you need. And if other people have things to say about it, like how you should spend your time and energy and money, ignore them. They're not in your shoes. They don't know what you need, especially if they are also not a special needs parent. You take care of you first. That will allow you to thrive in every other way. And you may find that your kids are dialed in. They go to school and that part feels supported, but you could use help in other ways. And this is where I think every mom can relate. Cooking the meals, getting the groceries, cleaning the house, driving the kids to things. Maybe you hire somebody to take care of that side of your life so that you have more time and energy to focus on your career. It's not wrong, it's smart. And maybe you don't need an assistant right now in your business, you just need to be in your business more. Think about making this shift for yourself in your life. Even though I have support, I'm still always shocked with how much I can accomplish when I'm sitting alone quietly by myself for one hour. Productivity is through the roof. And certainly I know myself well enough now that if I have a deadline, I just leave the house and sit and get it done. What's possible for you if you can put that attention regularly into your work? If something does not bring me joy in my life at this point, like driving the kids around or putting groceries away, I hand it off because it allows me to thrive in my business even more. I have invested consciously in a lot of help in my life so that I can step up and help other people. This makes me happy, this is what I want. Find what makes you happy, find what you want and go for it. And for those of you saying, this sounds great but I'm scared to make that investment, if you're the mom or dad of a special needs kid, please know there is a lot available to you at no cost through the amazing country in which we live. If you live in New York especially, you can access after-school programs, respite care both in the home and out of home at no charge to you. So if you have not yet called upon different agencies in your county or state, I encourage you to make those phone calls, do that paperwork, even though it seems like a drag because you are entitled and can receive these types of supports. And if you're paying taxes in your state, this is what you're paying for. Use it. I will never forget when 
I made my first tax payments as an entrepreneur, I was so happy to pay that money to the government because I had already seen in my life the school bus that picks my child up, brings him to school, to a special needs school where he can get the speech and the therapies he needs, individualized care, and provides speech in the home. It provides different types of sports and respite programs for him. I have seen firsthand as a special needs parent where my tax dollars go. So every time I write that check to the IRS, I say a little prayer and I say thank you because I am lucky enough to receive from what these tax dollars can provide. And so can you. So if you have not yet looked into that, call your county, call a social worker. There are people who will help you at no cost to you. You will have to do paperwork. You will have to make the time. It's worth it. Just do it. And the reason why many of my business friends go into their business and hire assistants and editors and other things first, and I always tend to get supported on the home front first, is because life in my home looks different from theirs. Life in my home requires more of my time and energy in different ways. So the things that I can hand off that are not quality time, that are not me bonding with my children, I hand off. So instead of paying someone in my business, I pay someone in my personal life. But everyone is different and has different needs. So get clear on what types of needs you need. If you don't know what you need, wink, wink, meditate, get some clarity, and go from there. The next crucial point in terms of forging your own path to success as a special needs parent is in simplifying your business. More does not mean better. And here's what I mean. Many people in our culture today think that the answer to success comes in the form of more followers on social media or more public appearances at the local sporting goods store. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If it is not a revenue-generating activity, cut it loose. Don't fall for the vanity metrics. Spend your time and energy focusing on what will bring in cash into your work, into your business. When I mentor a yoga teacher or healer, if they, like me, have a special needs kid, which happens more times than I can count, I always remind them, depending upon what type of work they do, that the fastest path to higher revenue and higher profitability is probably one-on-one work taking one-on-one clients. That doesn't mean you have to do it forever, but it will provide a strong foundation for your business so that you can get a certain number of clients, get your income dialed in to a point, and then that will free up some of your time and energy to either spend with your family or focus on another revenue stream that you want to cultivate but will take more time to build. If you don't know what your goal is, especially if you don't know what your income goal is, sit down with your journal and ask yourself, what do I really need to thrive? Get your calculator out. Do some computations. What type of money do you need to cover your childcare costs? Eat healthy food. Spend time doing your own practice. Pay yourself a healthy salary. Invest in retirement, life insurance, disability insurance, whatever it is that you need to thrive, what amount do you need to make that happen? And 
still have a cushion for yourself because things come up. New therapies for your special needs kid come up. My son takes medical marijuana. He's a state card-carrying user, by the way, and that has been life-changing for him and for us as a family, and it costs money because it's not a federally approved prescription. We're paying for that out of pocket. So having more than enough allows us to support him. So what does more than enough look like for you? Don't listen to the online people who are telling you you have to make six figures in three days. Just ask yourself, what amount do I need to thrive? And then what's the fastest road to making that happen? Maybe it's selling a product. Maybe it's onboarding one-on-one clients. Maybe it's selling out your next retreat. Whatever it is, you can do it. Ask yourself what types of support you need to make that happen. And if you're hearing me talk and thinking, oh my God, I have no idea. I want you to email me, sarah at sarayoga.com. And this is something we can dive into together. Helping you get clarity and then building out a strategy to go get that success that will help you to live a better life and be a better parent. Once you have that clarity and that strategy, stay on task. My mantra is all roads lead to sales. So those feel good things like having a coffee chat with one of your fans or popping into the local exercise clothing store to lead a free class, those are nice. Know that there's no guarantee those will bring you income. I would encourage you to cut them out for now. You can always do it later if you feel called to do something philanthropic. And I want you to do it from that angle. Don't go into these free things expecting them to bring you money because they won't. I can't tell you how many times people have emailed or contacted me wanting to have coffee and quote, pick my brain or just wanting to have coffee. And my life has felt really full and I've chosen to say no, but do so by offering them a resource or if someone wants to pick my brain, I come back and say, do you have a specific topic that you're thinking about? Because I'm sure I have some resources I could send to you right now in the form of a podcast or a book or something I've written and posted on my website. So you can still support people while being ruthless and protective of your own time and energy. So all roads lead to sales, all roads lead to revenue. And if something comes up that does not, acknowledge it for what it is. If somebody is promising you followers, free outfits, quote, exposure, end quote, just say no. It's okay for you to show up for money and being paid. And if you're not being paid, you can spend that time and energy instead doing the behind the scenes work to get paid or being a super duper parent. The last key point in terms of what you need to be successful as a special needs parent is to invest in the relationship. Invest in the relationship with the people who help you thrive. I have an amazing assistant. I treat her well because it would be more costly to me to lose her, have to go find a new assistant, have to train that new assistant than it would be to just go above and beyond in treating the person who supports me the most. Like they are a rock star because she is. 
ditto with the people who helped me in my personal life, my childcare and my sitters. I care about them. At this point, they're family to me. Treating them well and investing in that relationship actually allows me to go back and generate more revenue. Firing people and hiring people is costly in many ways, not just financially, but with your time, with your energy. How many times have you had something like this happen behind the scenes and it detracts from your ability to be present from what's right in front of you? Ditto with your clients and your suppliers and people who are in other parts of your life. Treat them well. Recognize something that works when it's working. Don't feel the need to go reinvent the wheel all the time. Hold the space to value that person in your life because they will stand up and support you by being a great client, by showing up when you need someone to watch your kids so you can go lead a retreat, and knowing you well enough to know when you need something that you can't even articulate. I can't even tell you how many times I've spoken to my assistant and she said, you know, Sarah, I know you meditated today, but it sounds like you could really use a little bit more. You're having a day. You're feeling the mom pressure. I've got things covered. You go do that. My childcare has said the same thing to me. My husband has said the same thing to me. So having these deeper relationships with people who know what your unique life is like and can help you live it successfully are crucial for being able to go to work, step out of life, put your career hat on, and crush it. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was a vulnerable episode for me. I got really personal, and I thank you for listening. And I hope that there have been some nuggets in here that will help you in your life as well. I want to remind you that supporting others and supporting yourself are not mutually exclusive. You can help others and you can thrive and be successful even as a special needs parent. It's okay to have both. Have a great day. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening today. And remember, you can't advocate for your child if you're still throwing your own well-being under the bus. Listening to this podcast is just the first step. I'd love to know one action step you're implementing after this episode to help you thrive in your own life. So follow me over on Instagram at sarah.intonato and let me know. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.